Welcome to the Light Bears Institute podcast, where we seek to improve biblical literacy by discussing key storylines and themes in Scripture. Well, welcome back to the Light Bears Institute podcast. Uh, I have a special guest in the room with me today. Catherine Brill joins us as a, a lifetime uh, mentor and a long-term mentor for Light Bears particularly. Catherine, we are tremendously grateful for the way you have poured into young women over the years uh, as a uh, man whose wife has been greatly impacted by you as well. Uh, particularly uh, thankful for you. And so thanks for taking the time uh, to join us on a conversation about mentorship. Well, Kevin, I'm glad to be here. You know, I love light bearers and I hope that something I say will be helpful to someone else. Look forward to just a half an hour here of conversation about this theme of mentorship. So part of the goal today, Catherine, is to give people an understanding of what is it like to be a mentor? Maybe some things you've learned over the years, some experiences that you've had that you can bring to bear to those that might be listening. I think let's get into that. How did you first hear about Light Bears particularly, and what motivated you to get involved? Well, I was very good friends with uh, Julia Robinson, who was on the board, and I had heard about Light Bears, and I just thought it was a brilliant idea, very sustainable, and that's how I got started in the actual mentoring. And then you were so good (laughs) that we reached out to your son. (laughs) <laughs> and hired him so that you wouldn't leave. So you, you knew that if your son was on staff, right? Well, that, that actually works both ways because my son was on it. I was committed for life then. For anyone listening that you know doesn't know who you are, your son, Andrew Brill, uh, was our director of discipleship for 11 and a half years, had a huge impact as well on Light Bears. And so um, I know he was grateful to have you as well. So you've been around Light Bears for about a dozen years. Uh, almost really the same link that I've been around. And um, no doubt you've had a lot of uh, good and maybe some challenging experiences working with younger women along the time. Any highlights that stick out to you or any particular memories as you think about a dozen years of Light Bears mentorship? Well, I think I've learned a whole lot from it. And I also have enjoyed the young women so much. That has been huge for me. And very affirming. I've had a couple of gals that uh, stayed with me, asked to have me continue as their mentor after that. I'm still in touch with a couple of others who have moved on in life. And it's just really fun to follow their journeys. Uh, It's easy now on Facebook and such. And so uh, that's been huge for me uh, to think that maybe I had a part in their lives. Well, like I said, the testimonies that I hear have certainly borne that to be true. So during that 12 years, what context did you find yourself in with students and what types of things that did you guys do? I think the perception out there is mentorship is always, you have a workbook and they have a workbook and they're filling in blanks and you're checking their answers, right? But it's not really what it looks like life on life. What does it look like? Well, usually in the beginning, we do start with something um, basic in the way of a study. I certainly want to find out their story and where they are and what their needs are. But just to kind of have a baseline, I think we almost always do a book of the Bible and talk about it. And sometimes it's meeting every week for coffee at a certain time. Um, The really richer experiences, I think, have come out of that and meeting with gals kind of more informally. And so, 
Ella Ruth used my laundry and we cook and we uh, share photos and things like that. So it's really a friendship. That's what happens. And as the mentor, you're also gaining in this process. Oh, you? absolutely. So talk about that. Well, uh, you have to be accountable. You tell somebody you're going to be there. You have to be there. You're, they're going to ask you questions and you're going to have to find the answers to those questions if you don't know them. And, and you can hardly set yourself up as an example and not be doing it yourself. It's scary because people out there are looking at Christians to see if they really do what they say, really believe what they say. And so you have somebody that gets to know you pretty well mm-hmm. and you really can't fake it for too long. It also keeps me in the word, you know, it keeps me praying. And uh, so from that standpoint, you grow because you have to, and it's a, a natural outflow of your things that you do together and the word that you're studying, the questions that you answer, the prayers that they have, their battles. So it helps you personally for sure. In my experience has been that as God brings different mentees in your life, it actually puts on display sometimes struggles in your own life, right? You have to deal with, to your point. And sometimes the mentees are um, very intellectual and they ask very difficult, challenging, more philosophical questions. But then the next one you get may be more emotive and, and struggling with things that are more feelings-based that are also very important and things that we need to address. And you know, sometimes they're um, in a really deep, hard situation. Sometimes there's a lot of sin. Sometimes they're thriving in life and they just need you to make sure that they're in the middle of the road. And, and to your point, my experience has been each one of those students challenge me in a different way and hold me accountable to make sure that in those areas, number one, I'm walking faithfully, but number two, I'm being pastoral and I'm, I'm not... Um, maybe judging or, or settling in on a certain view that can be maybe not very shepherding. Yeah, to that point, I, I think it's important to ask a lot of questions. You want them to be able to learn and grow themselves. And without being judgmental, like you were saying, it's helpful to ask questions and have them go deeper about why they say that or why they feel that. I think of one situation where um, this young woman was really um, being bitter regarding some situations and some people. And so I had to ask her some questions about that and look at the word, not even saying specifically, is that right? But just having her investigate her own statements and feelings and actions. And, and since you're, you're facilitating a self-discovery where scripture is the chief witness against the mentor and the mentee, mm-hmm. right? And ultimately, the goal is you want them to be able to walk on their own and be able to mentor somebody else. And Mm -hmm. that's the reason for going down that road and helping them see that they can discover the word, you know, that God will be their helper and so forth. Yeah. So talk about, you you mentioned goals. Let's go, let's go down that path. As you're thinking about, maybe it's the, you know, beginning of a semester and, and if it's through light bears, you've received a notice, this is a, young lady we'd like for you to mentor, where do you start or, or what goals would you have to get that meeting started? And maybe what do you hope to see over the course of two semesters? Well, I really love the way Light Bears uh, says that the mentee has to contact you. So from the beginning, they're showing responsibility and accountability. 
So I, in our initial meeting, it's always great fun because you're getting to know somebody. I always uh, have to get what their story is so I know where they're coming from. And then I ask them what their expectations are. Have they ever been mentored before? What do they think should happen? What do they want to do? How often do they want to get together? And uh, see what they do with that. And then we establish some sort of a routine, what we're going to read in the Bible. You can read other books too. I think sometimes that's helpful, but certainly in the beginning, it's studying the word itself. So the goal would be to get to know this, this girl and then asking her expectations and then making a plan. It doesn't have to be every week, although I think almost all of my girls I've done every week. It's hard to f- keep current and uh, to follow up if you don't get together every week. And obviously things are going to come up where you can't, so you better set a high standard to start with, I think. And it's not really a burden. It's, um, it becomes a joy. It becomes somebody that you are enjoying getting together with. And I like how you just- start off with scripture in that relationship. And particularly, I know we talk about it, light bears. We want our mentors to really highlight the gospel early on so that when you get in three months, four months, whatever it is down the road and things come up, as you've already addressed, maybe bitterness or maybe a relationship thing or conflict with a roommate or, or some hard situation, you're able to go back to say, remember early on when we talked about, you know, this situation or, or about the gospel, in light of the fact that you're not your own, you've been bought with the price, you're redeemed, you're a child of the king, how, how does that affect your anxiety in this? Or how should this affect your willingness to humble yourself, to go back to that roommate and, you know, and make things right? And so, so great, um, sort of start off with the firmness of the, the word, and then it's really just applied with the gentleness that only a mentor, a seasoned mentor, really can can learn how to do, I think. Um, and I think about your situation. If I'm maybe thinking about being a mentor, I've never done it, and I'm listening to a podcast, and here's Catherine Brill, who has a lot of experience, and, and as humble as you are, you're really great at this. What would you say to me, or what advice could you give me that helps me to start out well and maybe have the right perspective of what it means to be a mentor? Well, I will tell you that biblically, that is the expectation. There, there really is a mandate to older women teach the younger. And so with that in mind, it doesn't say after you get your life all straight and after you know all the answers. It just says you should be teaching the younger women. And so I would say just dive in. I've been amazed that these young women even want to be with me. (laughs) <laughs> I realize that not all of the uh, mentors are as old as I am, but, you know, I'm a grandmother. And uh, yet um, I find we should be having this intergenerational relationship. And so you just be your real self. And that's one way they learn. And they'll ask you how you handle situations. Well, you had that situation and you can tell them how you handled it. Doesn't mean. It was necessarily right. You can tell how you wish you had done it differently, or you wish you had known this about the Lord, or different things. So it's just um, being real in in front of someone else and being willing to read the word together, talk about it, 
and pray for one another. I think it's that simple. I think you're exactly right. And I love the challenge to to just look at scripture and say, it says older are supposed to mentor younger men and women. And I talk to high school students. It's funny. They'll look back at junior high students and see the drama and say, oh, can you remember what it was like, all that junior high drama? And then college students look at high school students and think, remember when high school felt like the whole world and my problems felt you know, like I couldn't ever get past them? You know, this was everything. And then, of course, we look at college students when, when you're a young a married couple or something and you have a different opinion. And so, so really, phases of life are important to understand. Because if you're 25, you're actually an older woman to quite a few people in our population. And if you're 35 or 45 or 95, there are people behind you that are looking to that age demographic saying, if somebody older than me would just help me through this, you know, it'd be meaningful to me. Well, I've got to interrupt here because I have a mentor even older than myself, believe it or not. (laughs) And so uh, everybody has somebody older than they are. Everybody has somebody younger. So there's really not an excuse. Just think how great it would be even if a high school student would take on a junior high student and help them through those difficult years. So get some practice. I wish I had had more practice earlier. Yeah, anybody can do it. Having gone through high school, wishing <laughs> that I had had somebody a few years older than me that had a better perspective, uh, that would have helped some uh, transitional traumas, you know, I think in most of our lives. And for being a college student, hoping that somebody who was in the young 20s or someone who was in their 90s would reach out to me. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a huge opportunity that we have. And I think this misnomer that you have to have all the answers, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, keeps a lot of people from just diving in. So I love the input that just says, get both feet wet, mm-hmm. grab a Bible, open it up and start a conversation. And great things, I think, typically come out of that starting point. Mm -hmm. So again, to a new mentor, is there a particular book of the Bible or maybe a section of scripture, themes? Uh, We talked about the gospel clearly, but is there anything else that you would talk to a young mentor and say, hey, why don't you just start with this and and then begin the relationship? Well, before I tell them why don't they start with this, I might say, what are you studying right now? What is current in your life? What is meaningful to you? Because that might be easier to begin with something you already know. I have a personal bent towards Psalms, for instance, because I think it's easy to go to prayer from that. And also because it has so many attributes of God to start from the beginning, talking about the attributes of God, because I'm going to want to do that no matter what book of the Bible that we're in. But as far as books, I will say Light Bears has some really great resources in both Jonah and Ruth were really good because they're short and because they're narratives. I think that's very easy to get into. It's not different from things they may have just been reading. But then I also really like Colossians because there is so much gospel in there. So I'm personally um, been working on First Peter a lot, and now I'm teaching Ezra and Nehemiah. So I could probably go in any of those directions. I think the more important thing is something that you are comfortable with, because Jesus is on every page, and you can get to the gospel from anything. So um, that would probably be more important that you were comfortable doing it. And if you need a resource to start out with, that 
is probably the best thing to do. And uh, Light Bears has some resources that not only have the book that you could teach, but they also teach you how to study the Bible. And so it would be easy to go from that to another one as well. And it, it depends a lot on the mentee's background. Some girls are new believers, and some girls have been in the church their whole lives. Some have even had some real responsible roles in the church. So it depends on who your individual mentee is. So now back to the fact that you're a seasoned mentor and not a new one. Have you made any mistakes along the way? Maybe highlight a maybe a mistake or two or corrections that you've made that you think maybe other people can learn from. I think early on I was too legalistic. Something my uh, son said was very helpful because I was discouraged that I didn't see real spiritual growth. And he knows how I am, so this was probably helpful to him to be able to address this. But he said, instead of trying to think of getting from A to Z, just think about getting from A to B. And that really freed me up because I didn't have to see them have everything in their lives resolved. I just had to help them be on a journey of growth where they were going back to the Word. I think that's great advice. I made the same mistakes, you know, especially as a younger man, and I still do. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to see a complete package, and yet I look at myself in the mirror, (laughs) and I don't know that I've made it to C yet, so getting someone to A to B is a great a great advance. but I, I think another thing is you can make a real mistake by comparing, comparing this mentee with your last one or who you wish you had. It's important to realize that each, each person is different. Yes, they, each one is made in the image of God, so you have that confidence, but they're also different in where they are, what their needs are, and what they're hearing might be different from what you're saying. It's hard sometimes to enter into the world of a 20-year-old, for me. They're very gracious about letting me into that world. (laughs) Right. Laughing at me some, which is fine, or teaching me things, which is great. So um, that's a real bonus to me as well. So I would say that to a mentor, not to have your goals such that you can't adapt. It's easy to find our value or try to define our skill as a mentor, even our spiritual maturity, or even our service to God himself by what we see in the lives of the people we're trying Mm -hmm. to to change. And yet that's really not our role, is it? Yes, that's true. One of the things we emphasize a lot at Light Bears, and we really try to get in front of the students constantly, it comes out in our teaching. We, we, We model that in our own lives as staff. We expect it from our mentors is really the centrality of the local church in our experience in Christ. Because there there can be this idea that if a great mentor meets with a mentee who's hungry and teachable, and there's a lot of interaction over coffee, and yet neither one of them are tethered to a local church, that somehow that's enough, but it isn't enough. So speak to the idea of the local church. I have very strong feelings about this because I became a believer uh, through a parachurch ministry And there was not this emphasis. So it was many, many years before I learned the value of the church and, as you said, the centrality of the church. So we actually talk about that when I am mentoring 
uh, that they need to be not only in a local church, but a member of a local church, that part of being a believer is serving in the church and the whole importance of the body of believers, that Light Bears is not your church. Right. And so I um, do emphasize that. And the times when I have um, girls that are in my local church, that has been even greater because we, I can take them places with me, um, serving alongside me. And I mean, you can still do that with someone who's not in a church, but helping them to learn what it means to be a church member and that it's just not going and being entertained on Sunday morning. And so that has grown with my understanding of the local church also. So I think I am emphasizing that way more than I used to. And I just hope that um, what we do as a mentor and mentee will bear fruit in their whole lives, that they'll always be that uh, member of a church. Well, and the church is gifted also to see them mature in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so as a mentor, what a blessing it is to know that it's not all on me Mm -hmm. to be their entire support network in their faith. So to have them inserted into a church where they're being taught the word, uh, where they have other relationships, brothers and sisters, other people older than me, other people with a different perspective, but all pursuing Christ. And especially as a member of a church where they're being held accountable, their life and doctrine is being watched. Well, really kind of puts us as mentors in that right spot in their life. We're not the teetotal Mm -hmm. for them in, in all of their spiritual growth. Well, and there's things you can encourage them to do, which young people frequently do not think they need to do, such as give. That's right. And uh, they give do the nursery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, um, but that sometimes they think, well, I'm a kid. They have that sort of idea. I'm a kid. And so I'll do this later one. I'm a big in the church. Whereas as a member of the church, everybody gives, everybody serves, um, everybody prepares, that kind of thing. So. Every member's valuable. Well, I that's great encouragement, and it's been really good to just think about mentorship and to end on this this idea of the church. Uh, and I think that's a big mistake that I made as a young mentor as well. As you mentioned, you talk about it a lot more now than you used to. Same with me, and I'm grateful the Lord's goodness that He's straightened me out a little bit in the, in that regard. And still straightening. Still straightening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you have to be perfect and know all the answers you said earlier to be a mentor, uh, nobody in the room and nobody listening would be qualified. So, But we keep trying and we keep diving in and, and being under shepherds of the great shepherd. And you've modeled that well, Catherine. I appreciate you. Like I said, uh, you've had an impact in my own home. You and I are actually members of the same church. And so I've watched your impact with uh, women in our church. And so you have um, a, a lot of people that revere you and are grateful for the years of you pouring into their life. And I know that's not why you're here and 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 uh, yet want to encourage you in that. And just encourage others that may be thinking about a life of mentorship. The years add up and the impact you can have on your life mm-hmm. only adds up as you are faithful. So start young, dive in. Okay, I've got something else to say. Go, Kevin. Catherine. <laughs> well, just the other day I was reading about Abraham. You know, he didn't get, really get started till he was 75. So this whole idea of retirement uh, really is not uh, an option. We keep serving as long as we're here. And I 
for me, that was, has been extremely encouraging because I love what I'm doing. I feel like I'm growing and moving forward. And so it's not like I'm petering out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, uh, the life of a mentor is your life as a Christian. And everybody needs to be doing it. But once you get over that idea, oh, I should do it, I should do it, then you get to reap the joy of actually doing it. And it's, it's wonderful. So go for it. Even at 75. Yes. And I'm not 75. I should have pointed that out. <laughs> but if someone is 75 right. or 85, right? Yes. It's oh, time to start. And my mentor is over 75. So there you go. And I admire her greatly and still I'm learning from her. Well, I trust this has been encouragement to everyone. Uh, great conversation about mentorship. Uh, if you're if you're considering it, maybe you need some resources. Catherine mentioned earlier that Lightbearers has some publications. We have uh, some book studies, and we have a, a small track on how to study the Bible. The intent of the resources is really to empower a mentor and a mentee to have a conversation. And so, if you're interested in that resource, we'd be happy to provide those to you. Just send us an email at info at lightbearers.com and give us your uh, name, and we'll reach out to you and tell you what we have available. And in the meantime, uh, if you're considering a mentor, reach out to your local pastor, uh, somebody in your life maybe that mentored you, and say, I'd like to mentor somebody. I don't know where to start. I heard this podcast, and and, and I'm ready to, ready to go. And uh, we just pray that that would be fruitful to you and certainly in the lives of anybody you would mentor. So, Catherine, thanks for your time. So, so appreciative of you. And uh, look forward to more years of watching you mentor young women around us. Thanks, Kevin. It's been fun. You've been listening to the Light Bears Institute podcast, a production of Light Bears Ministries. For more information, visit lightbears.com. Mm-hmm.